Welcome to the 19th episode of the Bruisers Podcast, brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. We're here in the local 219 studios in historic downtown Crown Point. Today I'm joined with Evan Raleigh and uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the prodigal son returns to the Brewers Podcast, Alan Miskowski. Well, you're doing such a good job that I thought I had to jump on and screw it all up. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Bring it back down a bit. I think he's coming in. He's doing the big dicking today. He's coming in and uh, showing me how it's done. I appreciate it and uh, love having love having you here. So it's a good surprise, and I'm excited about this one. So. I've been getting the shakes uh, watching you guys drink all these beers on this podcast. I needed to jump in and participate again. You're just like, look, I'm still drinking. <laughs> so, uh, Evan, oh, thanks, man. Uh, we're uh, going to talk to you a little bit about uh, your history in the, in the game here and uh, – uh, what you've been up to. Uh, you come to us from Brewfest in yep. Highland, Indiana. Uh, you can go ahead and do the address, let everybody know where you're at. And all all right. Stuff. Yeah, so we're at, uh, it's 8347 uh, Candy Avenue, kind of mid like, like midway down the street off the highway. Um, that sounds like, like a shoots little, and ladders. Yeah, address. yeah. I, I've never been like one for street names or anything like that. I can tell you like all of the like weird landmarks surrounding it, like the house with the car in the driveway or some weird shit like that, but I can't. Oh, can we curse on this actually? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, I was like, oh shoot, there goes the, uh, yeah, no. We're good to you go. know, some fine coming up or something like that. But yeah, um, so I'm the owner operator over at uh, Brewfest. We've got small staff over there. Like it's a uh, totally self-service uh, brew bar. So we just register you for a card. Uh, like for those of you that haven't used it, it's a weird system. Um, we register you for a card. It's all like RFID based. Um, and then every tap you set the card on the screen and for the most part, you're pouring your own beers the entire time that you're there. There are like cutoff limits. It's not totally unlimited, but right. you know, at a certain point it's gonna cut you off. But for the most part, you're you're on your own. No 22 you know. ounce bombers or KBS or anything? <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> no, we don't. We, we've run into issues. There's a way to like limit how much pours of certain beers. So like right now we've got on, uh, shoot, what is it? The Worldwide Stout. And it's coming in at 18%, oh, yeah. so it's only... It just gets stronger every year. Yeah, yeah. I think last year was like 16, wasn't it? Something yeah, it like that. Intense. And then yeah. they had the, a different variant this year. Did you guys get the variant or just the, no. the regular worldwide? Yeah, yeah we ended up picking up the regular. I haven't got to try that one yet. I'm kind of interested in how it is. I love that one. And even though it's so heavy on the a ABV, it's still yeah. really drinkable and got great profile to it. So. Yeah, it's definitely a sipper. We get some folks that try and down pint glasses of the stuff, and it's... <laughs> We, we learned the hard way to cut those cards off a little bit oh, earlier than others, but power to I'm, some people can get away with it. Most people can't, though. Everyone yeah. thinks they can, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not yeah. in on that. Yeah, I yeah, could have about yeah. uh, one of those pints, and I'd be done. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. The next one. Yeah, about midway through, too, you're not really enjoying it. You're just kind of right. <laughs> hoping to finish it at that point. <laughs> Struggling with the, the stomach just killing you. Mm -hmm. uh, today, you brought us some good beers to try. We got oh, some yeah. 18th Street here, and it uh, looks like some Lagunitas. Um, uh, the Boulevard Tech Boulevard. Nine, Tech yeah, Nine. the the Tech Nine. I was kind of curious about that one. I had a uh, one of our customers brought that in for us, um, and he described it as like one fifty one in pineapple juice. So I'm like, I don't know how that's. We'll see see how it is, but so you guys got to try that a little bit later. We set stuff yeah. on fire with it then. If we had Hopefully, to. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I don't think it's that bad. It's only like five or six percent. 
bad. Yeah, five five, not too bad. Which is kind of disappointing for something that's supposed to taste like one fifty one, but <laughs> right. we'll see how it turns out, you know. So you have quite um, a following now. You guys have been around for a few years now, a couple years? Yeah, we're coming up on uh shoot, five and a half years now. Almost six. You know, and that'll be coming up sooner than later here. It was kind of a it was an odd transition for it. Um originally Robert Schwebke, uh, who actually used to own the Froyos in Munster, he had this like frozen yogurt empire that he was running for years and years and years and uh he wanted to get out of i always give him shit for this but he wanted to get out of the frozen yogurt game so he signed a non-compete order with one of the other folks that he sold another location out to Mm -hmm. and where we're at was just inside of the perimeter for it so he had to turn it over and do something else with it and it was right when um the self-service scene was kind of popping up. Some of the technology had just hit the market. The big thing with like this, the the type of system that we use, it's been around for like decades at this point, but it was used in other industries. Um, It's just now hit the pricing point where it's cheap enough to install on a bar, Um, but still like it's stupid expensive compared to any other service mechanism. In in the long run though, you're seeing a little more benefits to it also. Oh, definitely. I mean, you're you're monitoring how much is going out. You don't have any theft going on, over-pouring, over-service. So, um, Well, I was going to add into that too, Dave, because it's kind of interesting having both of you on here because you're kind of controlling every drop by a computer. Yeah. And you had to control every drop with your employees well there yeah, yeah, right? yeah and uh luckily we had an analytic that was kind of tied to our pos system mm-hmm. that went by the ounce system also so it wasn't wasn't quite as um as accurate as your system probably is it's more scientific and crazy mm-hmm. on yours but mine was more or less because i we're still throwing samples out there yeah uh, you know so there you're still getting an ounce or something um you know, what do you think samples a day at docks would be? It'd probably be, you know, at yeah. least 12, 14 ounces on a slow day. And then on a weekend, you're giving out 30 ounces of beer because, you know, everybody wants to try something. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was hard to keep up with that. And I'm sure the losses on the year were crazy. So with your stuff, I mean, you got it dialed in now. Yeah. And to be honest, like when I first heard of the self-service thing, I wasn't too excited about it. I was like, yeah. oh, man, this is going to kill like the camaraderie and like the talking and the, and the engagement and the education. Mm-hmm. I thought it would put a hiccup and kind of uh, suppress the education that was happening at the time. And it's kind of the opposite. I think people are a little more involved because they want to be more intuitive on it. Yeah. The, like first and foremost, the nice thing with the system is you're not restricted by glass sizes. So we have a like I've got a customer that comes in every two weeks and does like a one ounce shot of every beer going down the line, you know, which I, I, it's just it's hard to do that at regular bars just because like you're as you're pouring those beers, let's say like, you know, you walk up to a bartender and by the time you get to like you ask for the fifth or sixth sample, they're getting pissed off. You, right. I mean, everyone's been there. You know how that goes. Right, but right. we're still charging for that ounce. But it's a lot easier for people to like try a little shot of something, see if they like it before they commit to a whole glass of something they don't want usually. And that like right off the bat, that definitely helps a lot. And to like touch on what you were talking about before, it's we truthfully, we got a lot of pushback. I'm, I'm the same way. I was a liquor rep before I jumped into the self-service industry. Um, it, a lot of people don't like it because they look at it like, you know, for us, for a Friday night, for the entire bar, we have two bartenders, you know, and that's the one, like visually, that's the one downside that a lot of bartenders and traditional servers sort of see with the system. Um, but the, and truthfully, it is a problem. Like we've seen a lot of these bars open up more and more of them. Like when we opened, we were the fourth in the nation 
um, with this particular company. Yeah, we we had actually purchased it before they even had the system up and running, right? Which I was kind of crazy, but it it worked out in the end. Um, Now there's approaching just the company that we're going through has about 400 um, separate locations across the U.S. and they're projected to hit seven or eight hundred in the next two years. That's crazy. It's insane. Um, But a lot of the places open up and they're I. A lot of them are doing it right, don't get me wrong, but some of them, they'll have their staff like, you know, they don't even know anything about beer. You go and ask them a question about, you know, XYZ IPA or Porter or Stout or something, and they look at you like you're crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm surprised how, many, how, how often that happens at real breweries. Yeah. Like, really, it's crazy. It's hard to get people that, you know, that are passionate about it. it yeah. It's an industry that kind of demands a certain type of service, and, yeah. and the people that don't have, like, the humility to want to do it is kind of feel like just get out of the service industry altogether you know? yeah those are the people who are like well this isn't my real job you know and in service there's nothing i like hearing less than that it's like mm. this is your real job you're doing you're making money you're paying bills yeah. and uh, you're giving people a service that they normally wouldn't have so i i feel like it has to be for the craft selection demands a little higher tier of service than normally would and it's interesting too because it's kind of like that perfect mirror of what technology has done to us too I mean, we're, everyone's yep. on their cell phones. Obviously, yep. communication between person to person is getting less. And this is kind of the modern version of how the bar is going to be yeah. inside yeah. that form, which is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, from like an outward perspective, inward, it looks like, you know, people just walk in, serve themselves, don't talk to anyone, don't do anything. There's no camaraderie amongst like the people that are actually walking through the door. But something that we have really we we go way out of our way to sort of promote the idea that like my bartenders once they're done ringing you up they're coming around to either pour you samples or hang out and you know shoot the shit and drink a beer with you you know and that i can't tell you like nine at least nine to 15 times a week i'm getting calls from like regulars or someone who just came in who happens to have my phone number for whatever reason saying like yeah i was in there and you're one of your employees was drinking the whole time and i'm like all right good what were they drinking you know and that's that's weird it's <laughs> really really beer, weird narcs stop yeah. narking on people yeah 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 <laughs> you know i'll tell them about it and they're like they really said that and yeah of course they got you a know. signed note from yeah. the boss yeah um, we drink at work every day so we yeah, get yeah. a lot of complaints it's that's one weird thing about the like craft beer industry like we had a new rep I, I won't say from which which brewery but um she just started a little while back and she's she's cool as hell she's doing a really good job but her first week, I was like, "Hey, you want a beer or something?" She's like, oh, "I'm still working. I can't do that." And I'm like, eh, "I don't, I don't really know about I don't that." Know if you're yeah, in the we'll right see. Industry, right? Let me yeah. teach you how we do it in this industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're not two beers deep by like noon, you're you're doing something you're off. Not but doing, yeah, you're not yeah. doing it right. I guess. That that being said, like it, I if an employee ever got like drunk on the job, yeah. like yeah, I'd be pissed. But if they're doing samples and stuff throughout the day, or, moderation is definitely key. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I'm all about like um, you know pre-shifting with your staff. Yeah. and getting them educated and, and what getting them educated does is it gets them excited about the product mm-hmm. too yeah. and makes them like be a little more like um, prone to be a, explain it to the person take that extra step into yeah. uh, in letting people know about what's new what's hot what they like you know? good point so, but yeah um, with with the way the beer fest has been going and like you guys have a great following now and I kind of hear about it um, quite a bit um, yeah. from people and and even some of the staff that we had uh, uh, go there quite frequently and, oh, right and on, visit man. and uh, you do have entertainment there you have bands there tonight yeah yeah so like tonight we're doing uh, 
Raquel from the Brew Bus. She's pretty well known in the industry. She runs yeah. the uh, Ileana Brew Bus. It's her her anniversary. Um, and she also, she just bought a brand new bus, so she's sort of celebrating doing that. Awesome, she's putting out a whole man. spread, a bunch of free raffles and stuff. So um, that's going on right now, actually. And the band was, they were still sort of, they're getting set up and everything sort of figured out. Nice. I mean, you've seen the venue. It's kind of hard to figuring out where you're going to put everything in such a tight spot. That patio, man. That it's, patio is so cool, though. Yeah, thank you, man. Because when I was a kid, I, that was... Uh, that was uh, Dairy Queen. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I played uh, I played baseball like probably five blocks away from that place. Yeah. And so I was there like every weekend or like, you know, at least two times a week because we'd hit the baseball field and then afterwards we're going to Dairy Queen. And my best friend lived like three blocks away. So like we were riding bikes around that place all the you time. You really were a Little League legend getting Dairy Queen <laughs> after every game. Dude. Yeah, that, that's it. You know, I just made myself feel better about it. You know, Earn it, earning that. So. Yeah, that's the crazy thing is that's not an uncommon story for us. Like, Highlands are really, it's kind of a tight-knit community. It's very tight. A yeah. lot of proud people in Highlands. Yeah, yeah. So sure. it's it's and weird for us because we get, like, the kids that went to Dairy. I, I have people that went to the bank way, way back oh, in the, the day when too, that, yeah. which it's a bitch that that place used to be a bank. All the walls are steel, so trying to do any upgrades is a nightmare. <laughs> or getting a cell phone signal in there. Forget about it. But, yeah, we used to get, like. I was going to say, as soon as I walked in that place, I'm like. I had service everywhere else, but yeah, I walked yeah. in there, it was like a steel trap. Step out of the door and it's fine, which, I mean, it's kind of been a benefit for us because then it, it sort of forces everyone to get off their phones and talk a little bit that, like yeah. we were well, it's talking funny about before. We've you know? been to that venue now twice, yeah. right? And I think, A, the poor self-poor thing is incredible because mm. um, you don't have to worry about service. And um, I think the second thing, though, that really stood out to me was how social everybody who went with someone was. It kind of forces it. Yeah, yeah. You know it, We've seen bars where, like one of the, we were talking about this before, but one of the big issues that these setups have is like, with this screen system, it doesn't have to all be on one wall. Like if you have long enough tubes and a glycol system, you can set up like different stations throughout the bar or even at every table. And we've seen places do that before. But one of the big downsides they have is like, no one's really talking to each other about the beer. Where like you've you've seen it with us, like because all the taps are in the same location, it sort of focuses everyone to the same point. Right. It's so like you walk up there and try an IPA and some dude at the table immediately behind you might be giving you shit about it if it's some like strange like, you know, light 4% or something right, like right. that. But then again, like, you know, you could be pouring something crazy just talking to him shooting the shit about, you know, whatever hop or whatever's in there, you yeah, know, and it's, it's very been, uh, uh communal the tables yeah, because you're not yeah. always sitting with just the people you came with. You yeah. could be it could be, you know, crowded and I think we sat with a couple different people. A couple different I, people, you know, and it's like can, you've got how big are those tables? Yeah, and then the you ones you've been like joining. Ten feet long, something like ten that. feet, fifty. Yeah. Like I would even say even more longer than that because ten it's, to fifteen. It's got to be because I'm probably ten to fifteen somewhere yeah. in there. I would yeah. think, yeah, because they can fit like twenty five well, like people. Nine, five already. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a problem. I, I you're yeah. you're a man of legend. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, man. It's the boots they give me an extra. I had to look taller today, you know? Yeah, you'll know him in Brewfest by the guy who's bigger than everybody. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, that's not true. Oh, no, We no. get one guy that comes in there. So I'm, for those of you listening, I am I am six feet, nine inches tall. We get one guy that comes in that's seven, four. No I look up at him, I'm like, dude, what the what? fuck? I would I love to see how much beer his card is at the oh, end of the nuts. night, dude. He, he, he walks out <laughs> stone. Yeah, dude, It's it's he walks in. The dude weighs like 350 pounds and just the nicest dude. Like what? cool as could be. Yeah. He has Gentle to giants. like he ducks through the front door, and I'm I'm looking up at him. I'm like, dude, I haven't had to look up and talk to anyone in like <laughs> you four guys years. You get a three on three Gus Macker. Yeah, I'll run point for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just come in ringing. Are we bringing back Gus Macker? Is that what we're doing? Did we just announce that? It's coming back, folks. Okay, you heard it here. 
Yeah, that's uh, everyone else knows me as like the nine times out of ten they're asking for the tall guy at Brewfest, and I'm like, it's because you're too nice. Yeah, there's a there's a pro and a con to it, but yeah, you're too you nice. Know. I mean, Thank you. I think uh, the first time I met Evan was through uh, St. John Malt Brothers. I think yeah, it was, yeah, which was I think the start of my career there at Docs, and mm-hmm. uh, it was just like automatic. And um, I hadn't known you, but you always got uh, hey the the nice tall guy was here like, yeah. <laughs> that really nice tall guy was in here he wanted to talk to you so it was that's like fun, that, that's how i first got to know you and then like i was like yeah that guy is pretty tall you know <laughs> <laughs> so well, you can't I expect anything less from a from a pnw grad no oh, yeah that's it right they're, yeah we're nice you. we're gentlemen yeah <laughs> <laughs> they bring us up right waking up pissing excellent overly nice that's right very nice so That's right now in. we're drinking this uh what is this the tech nine or oh uh, no this one's the uh boss tweed i think it's boss tweed uh, as a double ipa not the side of that yeah the, as is a it, double ipa it's very uh it juicy still don't freak out sediment and what you can do about it yeah that's becoming bigger and bigger we're seeing yeah. more even like mainstream kegs we're getting all these hazy ipas are dropping a ton of sediment in the keg so On you purpose. know yeah, it, it kind of intentionally. Son you know, it's bitch. just going to be in there. So I wonder if yeah. it's like that a ploy hazy, on their part. Fuck, you that know? fucking hazy air is killing everything right now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it's a big it, thing right now. It's a big thing, and yeah. uh, I can't say if I hate or love. I mean, I think some of them are very good, very drinkable. Uh, it's just really how you feel about it. It really, it's the it's the brewers. You, you know, yeah. I, I feel for them how they want it, but. Um, I think we're reaping all the benefits with it. Mm. You know, you get to try all this good stuff. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people, when you get to the end of those kegs and you see all that sentiment or, you know, everybody just looks at it like, and that's the good stuff. It yeah. honestly yeah. tastes better. Um, um, when it gets to that part Big of the beer. Big guy. And, and, well, <laughs> it's suspended. Suspended yeast, right? Or, yeah. Uh, more, more like that. So when you get it, everybody's like looking at it like, this is like a beer milkshake with kind of crap on <laughs> yeah. it. And I'm like... Bring it on. Well, so dude, can we, can we, I was going to say, can we talk about someone who's in the crowd today? Brian Reinhardt of Show Off Brewing is in the crowd. Yes, yes, yes. Is there Zapman? any way that you can get Dave a glass of sediment for the next <laughs> podcast? <laughs> and I will video him. Drink it. Oh, we got tons of sediment. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even worry. Nice. Yeah. Don't even worry. He's oh, just going to leave it out in the open. There's like flies flying around it. <laughs> Monday? Right on. Yeah. Oh, Monday nice. double batch. Little, uh, double little insider information. It's bound for the barrels, so. One day we're gonna have to get you in over at Brewfest, get you guys poured over. I'm down, there. man. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Is there, there what is. kind of rules is there to doing like a home brewing contest at Brewfest? We can't. The Indiana's a weird state. Um, a lot of the Super rules strict. have it's changed a lot in the last couple of years. In large part, thanks to Floyd's. Truth be told, they're they're really pushing a lot of lawyers out there, like to make the the rules and regulations better for both home brewers and um, distribution and like local craft. Well, that's like, really cool to hear. Side. Yeah, they they, they, they they implemented a lot of things for yeah. the uh, Brewers Association. Yeah, and holding yeah. rules and implementing um, uh, just laws and in, in, in kegging and mm-hmm. like uh, distribution and making yeah. sure that. Uh, nobody was getting kind of handled by the distribution side or yeah. you know going with it and then also being able to sell the beer at your own pace i think which is important too because you know people don't want to be over you know overdoing it when they can only handle so much so yeah i think it's a good way to keep people afloat while they're 
making a name for themselves. And yeah, they have. Uh, definitely credit to them because what they did with the Brewers Association was awesome. Yeah, they bumped up like the for the taxable income for uh, craft breweries. They bumped up the barrel count from like thirty thousand to like a hundred thousand, didn't yeah, they? Definitely, and that's huge. that's huge because a lot of these places, even the small brewers, they're hitting thirty thousand pretty regular. You know, right? Uh, well, now they are, but back in the day, maybe not so much. But everyone and their mothers upgraded their systems down, we're living so. in the dark ages here we need to yeah. indiana needs to get with the times uh, all around i think a little and, bit and yeah. really get with them. but it's getting they yeah have thank god a lot more yeah. Lenient, so yeah so that's good yeah still can't sell after eight o'clock but i'll i'll take it you know yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's when it's just getting good. Like, yeah. Monday's around the corner. Let's come out. I need some beers. Well, By the time this airs, I'll be, I've already went to Trillium because oh, I'll be leaving for Boston yeah, tomorrow. rubbing it in. And I'm See, I told you he's coming in here big yeah. dicking all the time. <laughs> but they close at 10 p.m., so I wonder where Massachusetts is on that shit because 10 p.m. is way too early. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's totally worth it, though. I mean, it just, it's one of those places where you're going to overindulge anyway because you're going to be like, Everything is so good. It's, awesome. it's just ridiculous. If you don't bring anything back, we're going to be having words. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't bring a oh, trunk man. back full of beer, I got yeah. a box. Yeah. I got a box for my boy Terry Lopez at Acme that I can install. I can put all the beer cans in. Nice. So I'll be oh, bringing yeah, right it up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah sediment. sediment. Thank That's you. That's the good yeah. stuff. I, got, yes. I can't wait to re-quote <laughs> that. He's in, I can't wait to re-quote that too. And, and it is. It honestly, I think it tastes better than the beginning of the... I don't know. There's To me, it's maybe it's just... It's a taste. It's a great taste. Yeah. I don't know. I it's thought not, I would hate it. But uh, you know, as a guy that wants to know and is curious about what it would taste like, when it started happening, you know, it happens a lot with um, milkshake beers. Mm. At the end of the milkshake beer, like uh, a la- heavy induced lactose beer, there'll be a lot of. It's like the eating bottom. the worm in tequila. It's yeah. not. It's really not. <laughs> Even the consistency of the beer, you think it would be thicker and it, it would taste. It doesn't. Not even the, the mouthfeel or anything changes. It's just really the look. Mm-hmm. And I think it tastes better, honestly. It's like having pulp in your orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> scared that's the it. truest beer thing I've oh, ever heard man. you say. Congrats. That's awesome. I'll drink to that. Yeah. yeah. Here, here. Right on, man. <laughs> so, I gotta give you props have on you, that. Has, that's, has anybody that's here eaten a hop? Yeah, fuck uh, that, They, they taste terrible. Uh, I was with, we all have. I was Very, with yeah. uh, the brewer over at St. John Malt Brothers. I had just started as a rep, and he was screwing with me, and he, he had the, the pellets. Oh, and he's like, oh. yeah, if you try one, it tastes oh. real green. It's just, it's not that bad. Oh. So my dumbass picks up like three or four of them, pops them in, and that, I couldn't taste anything. Mouth numb, dude. Yeah, You're no, done. but it, it was like my fourth day on the job, so I couldn't be a punk about it. So like, you have to eat it, you know? <laughs> Who was it? Which Dan Breed. Oh, Breed. Yeah, That's a classic yeah. Breed move, though. Yeah, he's, he's a character. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just that was a rough one. Yeah. Gross. He, he got me a couple of times with that, and it's the worst one. I He, uh... He had just finished draining a fermenter. And he's like, yeah, just go stick your head in real quick and check and see if everything's all right, but still full of CO2. <laughs> oh, God. So I, I didn't think to check. So I, my, my dumb ass, like, I got maybe like a foot away from the opening, and it just instantly, it's like when uh, soda goes up your nose. Punch you oh. in the face. That was terrible. He got me. A, he's he's a prankster though. Good yeah, people though. Real real good guy. Like, oh yeah, it's like eating with sabe. Yeah, you know you should do that now if you got the like some sinus oh, yeah. issues or I'm, something with I, all these I, allergies, I, man. I, that's happened to me before. It's not a good feeling. It no. kind of hurts a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like that. Have you ever seen like how they those fighters they stick those uh, balloons up their nose to open like their sinus cavity so they could breathe more before no. the fights? Well, they they've been they, like put. Um, 
high uh, world class athletes they'll put these balloons up their nose to open up their sinus cavities and expand them Shut so up. they get more mm-hmm. airflow and so I liken it to maybe how that would feel. I've never had it done to me before, yeah. but I've had, I've done that, and it literally feels like your head's going to fucking explode. <laughs> You're wow. like, ah! Wow. You just back out. It's kind of like, I don't know, along the lines of a brain freeze almost, but I don't know. Yeah, in, yeah. In, it's pretty bad. Don't, that being said, like, no <laughs> one go home and try this. No, definitely Please, not. yeah, you can pass out from it, but yeah. it's still, <laughs> yeah. Hit you. <laughs> Dan Breed, yeah. drill sergeant. Yeah. <laughs> get to get to fucking work. Oh man. So th- there is a. I mean, we since he does have like all the taps thing. I think it's really fun to kind of jump into how you pick the beers. That's my biggest thing. I go to Poor House in Valpo. I went to your place, and I'm just curious. On I know it's a distro game, right? Yeah. So how do you get a chance to pick the beers that are going to be on tap? And I do appreciate you putting Miller and Coors off to the side. Yeah, yeah. We have to. Uh, we recently got discovered by the college. We only sell it for like a buck fifty. So the college kids picked up on that, and that's been nuts ever since. But it, you have to have like the safety beers for people that have never like. There's even today. There's still a lot of people that aren't really in the craft beer scene. So having one or two options for them, and then we're like, I oh, will get you on the real shit later. You know. Um, but picking the beers, it's it's gotten weird recently. There's a lot of the market right now is is like damn near hyper saturated. So there's so much beer entering the market. It's it's almost in days past we used to be able to contact the breweries. You know, for people who haven't like seen how distro works, usually you would contact the breweries, say I want beer X Y Z. They'd send it out, or you go. Some people would pick it up. The legality was questionable on that, but. Um, but they'd send it out, you pay for it, and then you're good to go. And now it all goes through distributors for the most part. We still have some people that independently represent themselves. And that used to be my job back in the day. I was an independent brewery rep. Seeing how the game has changed in the last three years has been kind of surprising. Everyone now, instead of selling their beer individually, they all go through distributors that have hundreds, if not thousands, of products listed every week. I mean, Indiana Beverage, last time I checked there, was it 3,000, something like that? It's it's crazy. It's intense, yeah. yeah. They hit you. And, and you being such a nice guy, how do you uh, say no to all it's, of them? It's more so... I, I'm, I'm just a dick. It didn't matter. Yeah, being 6'9", like, I feel off. like all you got to do is grunt. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, all right. Just make noise. Yeah. yeah. Um, nah, it's... Uh, picking out the correct beers on the lineup has become very hard. Usually what we do, we look off like untapped just to see what users have previously rated a beer um and if it if it gets like above a 3.8 or 3.9 we know it's at least going to be decent for the style so we we on our tap list we have like three or four light beers like pilsners uh hefeweizens uh crystal weiss beer whatever it might be um anywhere from 10 to 15 ipas and then five or six like sours uh porters and stouts things like that right so i'm just every time i order i'm just filling blanks you know, I, I know that we need to have this number of this amount of dark beer, this amount of IPAs. So je- based off of what kegs have blown that week, I know what we need to replace. And we keep a one to one replacement schedule on everything. So anytime a keg blows, there's another one waiting for it. You know, day one that the staff can switch over. So week by week, we just look up. Let's say we need a hazy Imperial IPA or something like that. I just order another one that has a, a relatively decent rating. Um, we try and try it out first if we can. Um, but every now and then you just roll the dice and kind of see 
what's out there because there's like toppling Goliath just dropped in the state and that I saw the pseudo suit the last time I was there it took over it Coming took in over hot. in a really in really hot. big oh, way yeah, yeah. Itself, yeah. That, uh, out of curiosity how much how many kegs are you blowing a week oh shit it if you look at like so we switched over we're mostly doing half barrels now just to drop the pricing for our customers but it we're going through anywhere from six to 15 or 16 depending wow. on the week it's it's nuts yeah and how many taps did you say you had uh we have 26 on the floor it, really 20 you know That's and awesome. then the other six are like ciders Keep we have a wine on tap yeah 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 the, yeah, the, the, the mainstay yeah. stuff you know gotcha um 20 dedicated uh, like IPAs, porter stouts, things like that. And then we also keep two uh, meads in the back. Nice. And that's been, we didn't want to put meads up because you know what the pricing looks like on it. Even it's wholesale, expensive. it's insane. Super expensive. Yeah. yeah. Honey's pricey. Yeah, you know. definitely. And, and yeah. the, that's a, just another industry. It's like people that don't get enough recognition for, you know, the work they're putting in. And, definitely. And then people seeing the pricing of this stuff and just being offended over yeah. like, okay, uh, let's just look at the pricing. Uh, educate yourself before you you get upset about what you're doing because a lot of hard work goes into that stuff and Mm -hmm. i don't think they get enough credit for the way that because it's one it's super complicated um to do and it's a lot of intensive work and then it's expensive to do so if you mess something up it's just like shit you know it's done so i again those guys and along with brewers and you know they don't get the 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 just deserves of what what they actually put in for it. But, oh, uh, definitely. Especially like the meads now that we're starting to see more and more meaderies and like dedicated sour breweries yep. starting up, and like just on the fruit and the weird infusions they're doing. I mean, honey. There's you know thousands of different flowers that are commercially available to get honey from, and all that's going to add weird. Der- flavor Derek's to a it. honey fan over here. Derek knows quite a bit yeah. about the honey and uh, the the profiles and the taste. Yeah. And uh, he actually uh, has some close friends at Meadery, so you know you know about the honey game. Today to test out like ten different honeys after this, after stack, so we're gonna smoke a bunch of different ones and mix and blend them. Manic? You going to Manic? Uh, no, I'm going to Manic Honey Air and Bone Flower. Oh, All right, nice. Go, That's in Hobart, right? right? Awesome. And he's going to be our guest in two weeks, so uh, tune oh, in for on that, that Right on. Yeah, him yeah. and Justin Case. So we're going to do a little uh, little uh, gypsy brewing, little gypsy metery uh, episode and uh, kind uh, of the, the new guys to the block on that That'll one. be cool. So I'm excited about that one. Is he brewing out of uh, SGMB or 9.5 out that way? or Justin? Yeah. No. Oh. No. He's got his own spot. You mean Aaron gotcha. Me? Yeah. No, he's just make, he's making it out of the same Gotcha. Justin's is that uh Viking? Yes. Yeah, we're we're in talks with him now about yes, very. His stuff is phenomenal, man. Hot fire. Yeah. Right on. Can't yeah. wait to have He's him good on. people. Yeah. Yeah, he's really his his meads and stuff are are not I haven't tried his meads but his sours. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Uh some some amazing burliners. I'm excited about it. You know All what we right should on. do one day is we should get Thank the man. video team in here. We should do like a five-gallon batch. We should try to get like a nice collab going. Yeah. And could we put it? I know we can't put it in your establishment. I was going to say we could maybe even sell something there. Depends. Like if you shot it at, like if Justin did it at his facility, I don't know if he's like registered with a five-gallon system, but if it's legal, I'll put it on tap. Damn, we yeah. should do that. That'd be cool. I'd be in, yeah. Because yeah. we're, we're in talks with him now about getting some of his sours and stuff. 
So he's not he's not going to really have a tap room. It's just going to be bottles and stuff, right? Is he's not going to have a tap room? It's just going to be bottles and stuff, right? Oh, he will. Right on. Cool, cool. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, he's going to have a following fast because that stuff is absolutely insane. Whoa. Yeah, that lime go or not lime the lime Berliner Weiss that he does. That is insane. Yeah. Really. Yeah, we were doing a sampling with him a while back, and it was it was a busy. It that was a good time, man. Yeah, because George and everyone came out for that, and that. Yeah, he's good people. Um, but yeah, we did a sampling and like, as we're bringing, cause you, whenever you do a sampling with reps, you're not really supposed to share that with a whole bunch of people. Once you break the bottles open with them, um, if they give you bottles to taste, that's okay. But, um, we're walking by with like neon green beer and everyone's trying to pull it off the tray without even asking as we're going by. And I'm like, dude, you can't, you're just stealing my beers here. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I left them in the cooler like maybe for three days, and I think you stopped by and you were, you saw them. Yeah, and yeah. Evan was asking about them, and then like everybody was just like, "Hey, you guys got that on?" So even before he even had a, a brick and mortar, the guys already had a name. So we should. I'm uh, excited about. Can we that. talk to him about maybe throwing like a launch party here? I mean, I, I don't know. I'd be down I, I with that. Be good I'd be down to bring that, that through. Yeah. Shoot, yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be a good time. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all down. So in about two weeks, we get to ask him and uh, see what's going on with that. Um, we have some visitors coming in. So oh, that's <laughs> my mom. My mom's coming in the house nice, right now. Nice. Right on. Yeah, she's so. here to drink the beer. So yeah. I'm gonna, I want to steal. Hide the bottles. Does uh, Brian, you got another one of those? Hellas over there? I got a six, sir. Oh, can I? You mind beer, if I man. swoop on them? Awesome. Oh, you're I the man. That's all good. <laughs> I always like that. I was like, man. So out of curiosity, where do you see the, the self-pour tap uh, industry going moving forward? It's it's growing. If the trend keeps up like as it is now, it's growing exponentially, like truth be told. Because it, the, like from, not to like dive into the, I know it's a beer-based podcast, but not to dive into like the business side of it too much. It's a lot easier to run in theory than a standard bar like the back-end work that i do as a manager and as an owner is way way more than a standard manager or owner because you have to input every beer the correct flow volumes you want to make sure everything's pouring like you're charging if you pour one ounce of beer you're charging correctly for one ounce of beer sure because those the meters that we have are accurate up to you know more than a thousandth of an ounce so every little which bit. I wish I had that luxury. It's know, insane. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, you you used to have like shake the kegs and see how much approximately was left. Well, no, like, that was pre my time. So we all like, good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those people. I don't Shoot. know. I could never be those people. Um, yeah. If my boss was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, just pick those up and shake them," I'd be like, "Yeah, this is the wrong job for me." Yeah. Um, because realistically, do you know what the weight of just one empty keg feels like? Like, come on, just because you're shaking something around, yeah. it could be. There's many times that I've felt the bottom of a keg and been like, oh, yeah, there's like two or three left in here. And then we're pouring it three days later still. And it's like, yeah. this is the magical keg. It's like the never-ending keg. <laughs> it's it's like the never-ending gobstopper, you know? Yeah. So, it, it, again, like something like that where you can dial it down to the ounce, that means you can actually go back and you can look at your quarters and your analytics you go, yeah. for what you're you doing. Go. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah. See? 
Look at that. I, the see, sludge I don't at the bottom. The best part, man. Leave that in. That's like, you got to shake that up. That's like oh, Turkish yeah. coffee. Leave it at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't drink it. Just leave it at the leave it at the fucking bottom. So, yeah. But um, for something like that, that means like you go back and you can watch your the your channel where they're going. And you can yeah. go back and look like, oh, this season I did this, this, and this. And it murdered it. Like, okay, I'm doing this and yeah. I'm tweak this and bring it on. So. That's to tie in with your question about like how we, we would purchase what beer during what season. Like, truthfully, once you have enough information in the system that's accurate, you know, like on a Tuesday on August 14th last year, you sold X amount of, you know, hazy IPA, whatever, you know. Over there, buddy. So you can kind of figure out like day by day, season by season, week by week, what traditionally has sold the best. So you kind of know coming up ahead of time before that week even pops up, what's going to sell better Definitely. based off of historical trends. Like it's Northwest Indiana is hard to figure out because like who knows what, like this year, the weather's been insane. Like we still have a bunch of porters and stouts on tap, you know, and it's it's been very non-traditional for the season. Um, but like having that database and that, like, I don't have to do a keg count at the end of the day. I know exactly how many ounces are left in every single keg yeah. we have, plus and or minus Something that 15, worked that ounces. drew a lot of attention to things like that were when we implemented, like, the kill the keg mm. option. And when you say, like, ah, kill the keg, it's, like, almost like a challenge to be a It drinker. is, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, how dare you? And really, you're not even, yeah, I don't want to, like, divulge all these secret information, but we'll talk a little bit. Nobody's listening. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was gonna say, if you're trying to get rid of porters and stouts, yeah. uh, if you need the relief and call in the bullpen, yeah. I think yeah. uh, the two and nine staff will come in there and help you out. We'll with come that. in there. That's huh? it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We looked in the cooler and we're like, "Shit, we've got 14 bourbon barrel aged beers. We don't know. You can't. You don't want to put all of those on at the same time because so someone's gonna so get a DUI." He was fibbing when he was like, "We have a one to one backup." He's like, "Yeah, no." He's, no, no, he's no. like, "Oh, and then the ones I love because." Yeah. I ran into the same problem. Like when I started there and it was like 64 taps, it's like, I want all my babies on, you know, like all the ones I love. And yep. uh, quickly you find out like your opinion means shit in the beer world. And especially in the demographic you talk about here in Northwest Indiana, because I think it's completely different. Uh, I think we have a more of a, of a knowledgeable, educated drinking uh, demographic that yep. knows what they're doing and they, they know trends and they know seasonals. So, um, it, it's kind of like you still have the stuff, the tools to dial it in, but you don't know what the people are really going to be feeling, you know. Exactly. Yeah, Northwest Indiana's changed in a, just in the last, like, year or two in a weird way because you went from, like, like we were talking about before, like, you have to have, like, Miller Lite or something on to, like, kind of appease, like, the union guys that were coming in. But now they're those same guys that we were selling Miller Lite or, like, uh, Hell's Lager to a year ago now they're like what double ipa you got i'm looking for some with with real heavy citrus dry hop you just need yeah. that one entrance beer that's, that's it. all yeah. you need and yeah. then, then that gateway beer then next thing you know you're into them all yeah the, the trends are real weird though because we get everyone that's like everyone usually starts up drinking like something light then they always move on to ipas but then eventually at some point they kind of divulge into like porter and stout drinkers or did you get that too where like everyone's either porter and stout or like sours or some crossover it did. But. Uh, so like you have your malt fans and you have the people that are like oh i don't want anything yeah. hoppy you know and so if you know like somebody is not going to want something hoppy then you give them something sweet and mm -hmm. based on what their reaction is to that then you know they're on they're, they're for the malts you know they want that brown they want that something that's going to be uh, more of a uh, sweeter based malt style, I guess, yeah. uh, heavier. Uh, and then the people that are like, bring on the hops, you know, you know, those people are going to be sessionable, juicy, 
fruit forward, um, mm -hmm. just, you know, piney stuff that, that they want to So I think, you know, when I first started doing the craft beer thing, I thought there were all different kinds of taste profile palettes that people had. And really there's two, <laughs> there's only two. Yeah. Um, that's interesting and, though. Yeah. yeah and, it's weird. And, uh, if, if you're in the service industry and you're having a problem, like suggesting things to people, uh, definitely find that out first. You know, if somebody says something's not hoppy, then definitely go to them and be like, well, I'm going to get something malt forward and uh, do that. Something a little more on the sweeter malt side. And if they want the hoppy stuff, then, you know, you, you got them on that side and something a little more crisp, uh, easier drinking, sessionable mm. stuff like that. That's more piney and, and uh, fruit forward, I guess. So, yeah, it's always kind of weird playing that game with and you. You know more about it like than anyone else. Like customers come in and they'll say, like, I like something hoppy. But then you're trying to figure out what they really like. Right. Like, do you want a juicy IPA? Do you want something that's orange juice heavy? Uh, yeah. You know, more basic, more acidic. Who knows? Like, but you ask them all these weird questions leading up to it, and they're they look at you like you're nuts. You know, truthfully, because you're someone will say, "I like a strong IPA," and it's like, "All right, do you like something with you know more of an orange peel thing happening, or do you right. like something that's intensely bitter?" And they look at you like you're crazy, but then you recommend a beer that's spot on, and that's yeah. going back to like what we first talked about. That's why my you staff drinks you all them. the time. You, yeah. you got to know it. You have to know the product at the end of the day. There's a lot of bars that are real anti. I drinking on the job, I get it. You know, yeah. you don't want them to go too hard, but in this industry like you if, have to yeah if you if yeah, someone walks to. up to you and goes what ipas do you have and you say miller light they're you're they're not coming back it's not gonna happen you know like oh thanks because uh, honestly even though it has taken off and you said by the end of the year there'll probably be like 700 um, self-serve yeah. places um it's still to me uh, a novelty in the industry you Very know much what i mean so. um yeah. so I, i'm not saying that it's not going to blow up and it's going to be huge it is obviously uh from you know what's indicative of past is what's yeah. going to be the future um it's going to be killing it uh but I don't i'm glad that it's changed my mind because i'm excited about this whole thing yeah you're too big bro you're breaking yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> i saw that drop and i'm like no, all right i don't want to break your microphone stand no, it's very um but yeah it's i i think i don't think self-service is ever going to take over the rest of the industry should be told because it's it fills a a niche where like I still like like uh, Burnham. You yeah. sit down and you can shoot the shit with the bartender or the brewers for two hours, you know? Yeah, and they're happy cool. you're there. And it's the same deal like with us, we try and make it as much where someone comes in, they've never tried craft before or something like that, or they're new to the place, whatever it might be. I tell the staff like, try and talk to them if you can, you know, mm -hmm. try and keep that, that small vibe going. That way the staff's at least like, kind of sitting down trying to hang out with them a little bit more or educate them on whatever beer we have in house. That just, I mean, yeah. that, that's the best part about this area is when you go a little extra and you make people feel like they're part of it yeah. and they can come in and, and they can talk to people and engage and they're comfortable with, you know, grabbing somebody from behind the bar. Mm -hmm. I, the, that's, you know, that's priceless. You're, you're going you're gonna to bring that, that guest back every yeah. time. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say like we we have been wildly lucky with our regulars and like our, our usual customers that we get in the door. They are, I can't think of a single one that I wouldn't, I hang out with them on the weekends. Like we're, yeah. we're not, I'm not just like taking their money and being like, all right, cool, whatever, dude. Yeah. You know, it's, you're building relationships. Community too. Yeah. yeah. And community. Yeah. You know, and that's, there's definitely something to be said for that and it's hard to do, but it, yeah. So to go back originally, like I don't, I don't think that self-service will ever take over the industry. There's always going to be that niche where you want a traditional bar where you can sit down right. and talk to the bartender, but it, it's been, 
it's changing things as far as educating people about beer and getting them to sample styles they otherwise never would have. Yeah, and, you know? and you're going to have the opportunity to elaborate off that stuff too and evolve yeah. off yeah. of it and you know find what works. You know, you could have a food truck in the parking lot one day. Oh, yeah. You know, you could have a band in the patio one day. You could kind of implement that, and you can do beer trainings once a week so that yeah. that lack of whatever that people think if there's a disconnect between the service side and self service then you can have that educational there and, and and bring that back to it, you know, once a week or twice a week or whatever works for that location. So, but I appreciate you taking the night off. It's a Friday night and oh, I yeah. know you're busy yeah. at, uh, <laughs> at, at, you got a band coming on, you got uh, a big night. So thank you so much for joining us. Dude, anytime, yep, man. It was it's been a lot uh, really of fun. interesting yeah. and definitely cool to like get that insight on what's happening in the self-service. So I thank appreciate you, it. Thank you hey, so dude, much. Anytime. Yeah, I'm really appreciate it. Bring the beer. Hey, anytime we got a bus stuff. Open that up one before I split though. Oh yeah, damn right. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, 2014. I don't. I got it from someone, so it's 2014 or 2013 sour. So awesome. it should be good. He brought a 2014 raspberry sour, and the new one is the one that actually won the GBA and the internet or the international uh, sour competition last year. So, uh, so out of curiosity, Evan, can you let people know where you uh, they can find you? Oh yeah, just the uh, final plug of the day. Um, so we're over at uh, 8347 Kennedy Avenue over in Highland, Indiana. Swing on by, check it out if you get the chance. It's uh, about as low-key as it gets for a bar. We're pretty... It's low stress. Yeah, Tell there's people nothing. where you're kind of at. Like, you're right by Stardust, right? That's that there? Yeah, yeah, no, we're just down Plaza the road Lanes. from the... Uh, Plaza Lanes. Star- Lanes. Yeah. Plaza Lanes. Yeah. So it's uh, right on Kennedy Avenue. Uh, it's going to be just south of the, the, uh, the highway. <laughs> Um, yeah. Probably like almost a little over a quarter mile south on the uh, left-hand side. Uh, the old Dairy Queen, um, if you're from Highland, you're, you're familiar with Dairy. Yeah. You know all about it. You know where it's from. So, uh, you know it's up there, yeah. Definitely some some great stuff there and uh, always changing up the, the beer list and the yep. tap list. So <laughs> there's to. constantly always going to be something new that you could try there. Also with great service uh and yep. you know you can always ask for evan too he's not too much of a big shot yet you can, you know, <laughs> you can still you can still reach him and talk to him on it facebook but, instagram right on, where can they yeah. find you on that stuff uh just look up Brewfest. um all of our facebook and instagram accounts are all linked through the immediate page we really we lucked out in a weird way because everyone googles like regional beer fest or brew fest and for some reason we're the first thing that pops up so hey i'll take it you yeah, know all google day. does a solid on that one yeah so um but definitely cool. check us out should be good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Evan and uh, thanks to Alan for uh, coming back on and, uh, and showing it, uh, coming back and uh, reclaiming his Bruiser status. <laughs> this is our third time on a podcast together, by the way. Oh, nice. It's getting up there. That I'm sure it won't fun. be the last. I look forward to the next one. But thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. And thank you to Rizzo Insurance for your sponsorship. Uh, you all have a great night. Enjoy. Thank you very much. Cheers. 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 Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Who would it now?